It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is Locked On Jazz for the 24th of March. John Hollinger has some interesting thoughts on how you restart the season. People are clamoring for a Time Machine Tuesday and why it's Tuesday, so we'll do it. And Thurl Bailey comes back to talk some more basketball. It's all coming up on today's edition of Locked On Jazz. Pow! How are you? I'm David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA Insider. This is Locked on Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz, giving you insight, expertise, geeky numbers, and hopefully making it better to be a Jazz fan. And actually, I guess at this point, hopefully making it better just to get you through your day every day. So, hope you're hanging in okay. Uh, Depending where you are in the world, we have a lot of listeners from all sorts of different places. Uh, So thanks very much for tuning in and making this a part of your day. I know your routine has probably changed. I've noticed a lot of my listening habits are way different than they've been before, so I'm sure it took a little extra effort uh, to get that done. All right, I have a really exciting announcement. On Thursday, the NBA TV schedule is like a tribute to the Utah Jazz. So starting at 11, because I have um, something I have to do first thing in the morning, I'm going to go live on Locked On Live Thursday. This will be instead of the podcast. And I'm just going to stay live pretty much all day long. Uh, Spurs Jazz from 1961 starts at 10. Then the All-Star Game, 73. The Nuggets and the Jazz, Stockton breaks the records at 2. Uh, then they will, then we'll take a little break because they'll do an hour of programming. And then the Jazz Rockets Game 6 uh, is on. And then they've actually pushed back the Jazz-Bulls game a little bit. So we'll take another break. And then the Jazz-Bulls game is on at 8. So we'll just kind of keep... The other cool thing is I've got Jeff Hornacek scheduled. I've got Mark Eaton scheduled. Uh, Dave Fredman, who's been with the franchise forever, is going to stop by and join me. I've got some other reach-outs along the way. So we'll try to have some special guests. That'll be Thursday. It'll be on Lockdown Live on YouTube, Twitch, Facebook. It'll be on Lockdown Sports on Instagram... Or on... Uh, Twitter or Periscope, as well as on Facebook. So stop by. I'll have the chat room open. Really just going to hang out all day. Just kind of watch jazz basketball and do a community event. So I'm excited for that. That's Thursday. Uh, So make sure you stop by, please. That'll be our live show. We'll just do it all day long. Uh, they've changed up the schedule a little bit on me, so we'll we'll make some edits on that. Today's Lakers Celtics Day. They've actually been kind of fun. I've had it on in the background most of the time. Lakers Celtics. Uh, just about to start with game six of the 1985 NBA Finals, which is Magic Johnson, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Uh, Magic gets a triple-double in this one. So they've been fun to watch, and, and we'll go back through those Jazz games and talk about it and comment on what we're seeing and cringe at all the mid-range pull-up jumpers um, and all the rest of it. Uh, we'll do Time Machine Tuesday here in just one second. Uh, the other part of, I wanted to talk about, John Hollinger... Uh, did a piece on The Athletic today. We'll talk more about it tomorrow, but one of the most interesting things he brought up that, you know, to chew about, with, talk about with your friends is his point was, if we're going to start the season, and this is one of the issues that I think has been kind of a really questionable question that needs to be answered is, if we're going to come back, we're, there's really, he, he did a nice job of saying, hey, we only have X amount of days to get this thing in. So it's almost impossible to finish the regular season and play 82 games. So are you really going to ask the Atlanta Hawks and the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Golden State Warriors and some of those teams 
to come back and play five, six, seven games just so that you can get everybody else ready for the playoffs. Um, I think that's, you know, uh, that, that seems like a hard one to, to try to sell. So he proposes that we actually do a play-in tournament where all 30 teams make the playoffs and you have these one-game brackets to kind of work your way into the final regular playoff and then you're either playing best of five uh, or if you have time, you're playing best of seven at some point. It's an interesting idea. I like I like the creativity to it, and it does answer one of the big questions, which is it doesn't seem as though we can just start in the playoffs and have very good basketball, but it also doesn't seem as though asking the the teams that are out of the playoffs to get them to come back and play, you know, five to ten games is going to make a lot of sense. Um, and, you know, if they're going to play, you could have teams just, you know, out of shape, fat, disengaged, just it could be really bad. Um, you know, you'd hope that they came back a little bit more focused, but I think that's also the reality of things. So, um, anyway, I, I just thought Hollinger's piece, it's in the athletic. They're free right now. Um, it's good. I'll delve more into it tomorrow. It wasn't what I had planned on the show. And then he, he busted that out, but I didn't want to ignore it, um, at all. All right, let's play time machine Tuesday. I've got my little box here. It's right here. It's got all the little papers in it. We should do this every day. People are saying probably could be kind of fun. All right, let's do it. Here we go. Oh, I got 2006. All right, 2005, 2006 season. Let's go see what we find. Now, these would always be a little bit more, probably better done if I were to pre-research them at this point and go into the archives and and find a bunch of things uh, about each of these games. This is a Jazz team that goes 41 and 41. They finished second in the Northwest Division. Uh Head coach is Jerry, Tyrone Corbin, Phil Johnson, Scott Layden, Mark McCowan, all the regular staff. So let's go look and see what we're doing on March 24th. We played the 23rd. We lost to the Washington Wizards, 109-97. to This game took place at the Delta Center. I'll bet Jerry had a post-game press conference of all kind on this one. Jazz went down by eight in the second quarter, didn't, were down by nine by the half. Down by 11 heading into the fourth quarter and never got into it. The Gilbert Arenas dropped 31 on the Jazz. Antoine James had 27. Cron Butler had 27. Jared Jeffries, Brendan Haywood. For the Jazz that night, they started a lineup of Darren Williams, Matt Harpering, Andre Karolinko, Carlos Boozer, and Mehmet Okor. This is in 2006. The Jazz took six three nine threes in that game. They went two for nine. Karolinko went one for one. Boozer had 30. 30 points, nine rebounds in that game. Karolinko had 21, eight, and six, five turnovers. Darren Williams was seven of 12, 0 of three from three, no free throws, 14 points, nine assists. Matt Harpering had 12 points, 11 rebounds. Boy, there's no spacing on this floor other than Memo. And Darren, I guess. Boozer, Karolinko, Harpering. The bench was Devin Brown, Jaron Collins. Did you hear Jason Collins? His brother just tested uh, positive for COVID-19. Chris Humphreys, Milt Palacio, Keith McLeod, Greg Ostertag, and CJ Miles did not play in this game. Uh, the Jazz lose that one, 109-97. We beat have a conniption fit today uh, for that loss. Uh, as we went to 32-36, and 36, we'd probably be wondering if we were going to now the playoff hunts over. That's that is not a great loss, frankly. Washington was about five hundred. You'd expect to win it at home. They got run. Um, 
and the Jazz fell in that one uh, with a fairly healthy team, right? That's that's pretty much what our lineup was, missing maybe one or two guys at that point. The next night, we played home again against the Sacramento Kings, who were equally about 500 and lost again, 91-89 on March 25th. The that can, Oh my gosh, that how did we lose this game? The Kings team was Mike Bibby, Bonzi Wells, Kenny Thomas, Brad Miller, and Meta World Peace with Sharif Abdurrahim, Francisco Garcia, and Jason Hart off the bench. That's a terrible team. And we lost that one playing the same lineup. Uh, Darren went two of six, only played 20 minutes. Milt Palas, or Devin Brown played 27 off the bench. Keith McLeod played 27. Jaron Collins played 21. Boozer had 19, 16, and four with six turnovers. Karolinko had a triple-double with 15 points, 14 rebounds, and 10 block shots. Incredible. Jazz went three of 10 from three in that game. Sacramento went four of 13. Still nobody but he was shooting threes. Matt Harpering went two of six, had seven points. Mehmet Okor had 13 points and nine rebounds. Uh, the Jazz bench was was the positive of that night. Not a very, of Devin Brown, Keith McLeod, Jaron Collins. Jazz were really in some doldrums at this point. They weren't scoring uh, and lost two in a row to go to 32 and 37. We'd finished the year at 41 and 41, closing the year, winning six of our final eight and seven of our final 10 and nine of our final <clears throat> 13. So this, and actually, after this day, they'd win nine of their final 13. This was the low moment of the season. The Jazz uh, lost six of eight at that point, and the wheels had fallen off a little bit. So that was not a fun time machine Tuesday. Um, so the uh, on that end of things, but uh, that that is our time machine Tuesday. We're not always perfect. There was a, I was listening to Locked On uh, Coyotes, our... Arizona uh, Phoenix Coyotes podcast. And he was talking about that they were doing simulated games on their uh, regional sports network, but it was really obvious that they'd run the game like multiple times to get the result they wanted, (laughs) which was kind of a funny concept. On Time Machine Tuesday, we are willing to admit that we've lost games uh, at some point in time. Uh, I had a really nice conversation the other day with Sarah over at Sunprint Solutions. And they are doing some amazing things. Sarah is a local business owner. Uh, Sunprint Solutions is kind of your printing hub for all things you would need. And they they are doing uh, really, really great work. Some of the cool things they've done is they have found a way with ingenuity to stay in business. So they have 88 employees. 20 of them can work remotely with little interruption. That means they have 68 and they're staggering the shifts day and night. They have three buildings and 100,000 square feet. So therefore, they've created social distancing and they're still fully functional, helping people print necessary items. Now is not the time to stop marketing. Print is an excellent way to advertise. Digital marketing is very big right now. And Sunprint Solutions, local company, local owners out in West Valley on printers, uh, West Printers Row are here to help you. Uh, print folding they can print folding carton boxes flyers books brochures mailers folders coupons much much more so give sarah an email you can either call email her at sarah s-a-r-a s-a-r-a at sunprintsolutions.com or you can call 801-978-5601 
801-978-5601. Sun Print Solutions and a tip of the hat to Sarah and all the local companies that are making good right now with the circumstances. Life is complicated, especially right now. You're spending more time inside, unable to go to restaurants, and that means you're cooking dinner. But if you're like me, I hate cooking. Multiple trips to the grocery store, hours of monotonous meal prep just so you can scarf down your food in minutes. So when it's dinner time, I grab my phone, open up an app, and order something. But after convenience fees, delivery fees, and who knows whatever other fees, it ends up being close to $100 for two people. But then I met Freshly. Just put up your feet and relax while Freshly chefs and nutritionists do all the hard work. All you do is heat for three minutes and dinner's done. Imagine a better for you golden oven fried chicken, steak peppercorn with sauteed carrots and French green beans, and my personal favorite, buffalo chicken with loaded mashed cauliflower. It's got fewer carbs. That's just a few of the 30-plus health-conscious options to choose from. Freshly understands that food needs to be delicious, healthy, and simple, because let's be honest here, if it's not easy, I'm not going to do it, and if it doesn't taste good, I don't want to eat it. Freshly is offering our listeners $40 off, $40 off for their first two orders at Freshly.com slash LockedOnNBA. That's Freshly.com slash LockedOnNBA. Thorough Bailey rejoins us on Locked on Jazz. Day two with Thurl Bailey. He's done playing board games. He's done wiping his wife's brow running with a Peloton. Uh, it's It does feel distant, but it's funny to think about where we were as, in an NBA season, right? They'd lost the game to the Raptors, but there was a feeling this team was kind of coming together a little bit. And that, you know, and, and there'd been even this kind of feeling of Houston was suddenly struggling and where it felt like you weren't trying to get home court advantage, now all of a sudden the world was working your direction, and Denver had dropped some games that was suddenly strange, and Mike Conley was playing well, and you felt like the Jazz had this like opportunity to click in here in the final 18 games of the season and find themselves. Dang it, COVID-19. <laughs> right. You're right. I mean, it, <laughs> it, you're exactly, you described it perfectly. Um, and, and I think with us being around them, obviously, even if you're an outsider and, and you're watching the Jazz, you could see that happening based on what the Jazz were doing and what other teams weren't accomplishing as well. But, um, yeah, I mean, it was it was really it's a great thing to kind of see. And I don't mean just the good stuff, David, because I always believe, you know, if, if you want to show me the best sign of a really good team, because it happens to all of them, you, what do you do when the adversity comes? And the Jazz probably had the weirdest adversity because they go through four or five games of adversity, and then they go through four or five games of, you know, great play or winning games. And, and I don't know if that's happened to any other team in the NBA, but there's this, this steep roller coaster ride, like straight up, straight down, straight up. And so it was interesting watching and hearing. Uh, how the Jazz were trying to approach that, but also hearing some of the talk around how Quinn Snyder was handling it in interviews and how the players were handling it in interviews. And they weren't, you know, some of it was the canned stuff. You know, I've been there and stuff that you need to say. But you did get a sense that it was real, that they knew that there's no time to panic, that they they – they really knew what they had to do 
to get out of that slump, and that was play really good defense, be more consistent. Um, your two stars, your two scoring stars, Donovan Mitchell and Boyan, can't have off nights on the same night. One of them has to be incredible at least, or both of them have to be on. So I think we all knew what the ingredients were. It was just a matter of how long could the Jazz sustain that. And you're right, before all this went down, they were really getting to a point where you, you hoped and you thought that it, it could really continue into towards the end of the season and they could, you know, they could move up. They, they would at least have that fourth position and, and have home court advantage in the playoffs. Did you feel, I mean, we, we were really going to find out a lot, right? We had Toronto, Oklahoma City, L.A., L.A. Uh, mm-hmm. Now I can't remember exactly. Minnesota then after that. Oh, there was a New Orleans and Memphis in there too. Did you San Antonio, fe- I believe. Yeah, did you feel as though, what, what was your expectation? Did you think they'd turn to Paige or were you still not entirely sure? No, I, I, I think the most part of me was, that they, they figured it out. Now, that doesn't mean a win every night, but it means an opportunity to win. It means, you know, no more of these games where, you know, the team's resting a couple of their stars and, and then you go out and somebody else on that, on that on that team, you know, plays over their head and gets 35, 40 or whatever. So I, I felt like that was a time where, that upswing was going to be a lot longer maybe than, than five, four or five games. Um, and if they dropped one, it would be a close one to a team playing very well on the road. Um, and home things figured out, but I think part of me was like, you know, they know how important these, these home games are now. You can't let teams come in here and, and not just win, but beat you. Right. And sometimes it's not how you it's not that you lose, it's how you lose and that feeling you get that you know, you gotta go back to the drawing board and, and figure something else out. So now I was feeling pretty confident. You know, as a player I I you know, I kinda channeled that player in me and said, You know what, this 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 could be the time of the year. If I'm on that team and I'm in the locker room and I'm and I've witnessed these last few games, this might be our move right here. And then, and I think there was also a feeling inside that, like, all right, we're just trying to tweak this and get it ready for the playoffs. Like, we had this luxury that they hadn't always had in the past, which was, all right, we know we're a playoff team, we know we're in good shape. Let's go, let's go get ourselves ready for the playoffs. From a coaching staff standpoint, wasn't that they, you know, there were things you were trying to figure out. We'd seen them kind of play around with the rotation a little bit, and I think they'd they'd made some, you know, changes in that regard that were helpful. And you know, I think the biggest advantage or the biggest asset that they've had that they hadn't had maybe in past seasons is health. I mean, you think about those seasons in the past where somebody was always hurt, right? Right. And somebody, and, and you know, now you've got Mike Conley coming back, who's healthy. He's starting to fit in better. Um, Joe Ingles figuring out the bench thing and playing with that, that bench group that is uh, thriving along with Mike Conley. So, yeah, I, I think, Overall, there was that that feeling, uh, and I'm saying on the inside because you know, we get to be on the inside somewhat. Uh, and I know Jazz Nation was hoping it, and maybe they could feel it too, as well. But um, I guess we won't ever know. Well, or we might find out at some point. It will be interesting to see if we. The one thing that's interesting, I, I hadn't thought about this before, and actually a listener pointed this out to me. 
was if we do go back at it, are we at a disadvantage because we didn't start the season very well and we didn't come out of the all-star break very well. There's a, there's seriously some sort of a rhythm uh, to who, to what we do. And uh, the layoff may not match kind of who we are and how we play. And, And that's why I say we won't ever know, not because I don't think the season will start again at some point. It may or may not, but even if it does, we won't ever know based on what we just talked about, that rhythm the Jazz had, right? And and, and who knows whether it's a disadvantage. Uh, most of me believes that it probably is because you're right. Jazz have a rhythm to them. Um, but, you know, it's not just going to affect the Jazz. It will affect other teams as well. But I think with a shift of everything, let's say they start the season June, July, who knows what that looks like. Is it right in the playoffs? Is it finishing the regular season out? Nobody really knows what that is. And that's why I don't even know if it's an asterisk or not, but it's that season. It's that, that, that breakage in the season that makes it different that we won't get, we won't get to see what could have been. We just get to see whatever we can do to salvage it or not. Let me ask you a question or two on, on if we come back and play from a player's perspective. We'll, we'll, we'll do that. We continue. He's Thurl Bailey. He's the best. He's with us here on a Tuesday edition of Locked On Jazz. Thanks very much for tuning in uh, with us today. Back with more with Big T. Murdoch Hyundai is here for you in this time with uh, building a system that, if you are in the need of a car, can work out for you. They're calling it, there's two parts to it. There's Murdoch Shore. And what Mordak sure is, is trying to make sure that you feel secure. So you can do all of your shopping at Murdoch Hyundai online. Transparent out-the-door pricing online. Two, get pre-approved online. And we'll bring the test drive to you in and out in less than 60 minutes. Transparent, convenient, wow experience. If you want to go into the dealership, they're doing all of the social distancing they're keeping everything clean and safe. And as I mentioned, they'll bring the test drive to you if you uh, would rather not go into the dealership. Murdoch's got incredible deals for you, and Hyundai is stepping up to the plate as well. Okay, I need a car. I want to buy a car right now. The world's uncertain. I'm not sure exactly what to do. Well, Hyundai and Murdoch have the answer for you on that. How about 0% is one of the things that they have going for you. And then along with Murdoch Sure, there's Hyundai Assurance. And what Hyundai Assurance is, is if you lose your job, Hyundai will pay up to six payments for you with Hyundai Assurance. So no payments for 90 days, 0% on all models. You lose your job, Hyundai makes up to six payments for you with Hyundai Assurance. You can test, you can get all your work done with a test drive pending. They'll bring it to you, give you the Murdoch Sure. That's what Murdoch is doing. In Hyundai, the Murdoch Hyundai in Logan, Linden, as well as in Murray. It is Murdoch Hyundai. Hi, this is Nate Duncan from Locked On's Hollinger and Duncan podcast. Those of you who listen to our show know that I try to take a measured approach. I'm not prone to hyperbole. It really takes something special to get me excited. But with all that said, Theragun is simply one of the best products that I have ever used. I just turned 40. I've always loved to work out, to play basketball when it's safe. And as I got into my 30s, it just wasn't possible to do that anymore the way I wanted to because my body didn't feel 
feel right. And Theragun has helped me fix so many of the aches and pains. I've tried everything, massages, chiropractors. This at-home device, handheld percussive therapy, has worked better than any of those for me. And now the all-new Gen 4 Theragun has a proprietary brushless motor. It's so quiet. It's no louder than an electric toothbrush. And best of all, you can try Theragun risk-free for 30 days. There's no substitute for the Theragun Gen 4 with an OLED screen, personalized Theragun app, and the quiet and power you need starts at only $199. Go to theragun.com slash locked on, the name of this network right now, and get your Gen 4 Theragun today. That's theragun.com slash locked on, theragun.com slash locked on. Big T, if, if we do come back and play, do you think you can, I mean, I know this sounds funny because obviously you can because I get paid, but is there a certain, there's so many decisions, like one decision, this is the craziest part about it, is that one decision has such a trickle effect. So we have 18 yeah. games left. And let's say you're short on time. Do you think you can go straight into the playoffs or do you have to play X amount of games before you get to the playoffs? And then if you're doing that, do you actually have to have, like, what about the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Atlanta Hawks and the Golden State Warriors? Like, what are they going to come back as in June for 16 games that or tank or whatever that doesn't matter? So let me start with the first part. Can you go straight into the playoffs, or do you have to, for the players' well-being, game well-being, health, play some games? Well, as a player, I don't know. It depends on where I am, right? I mean, yeah, if you're one of the tops in the league, you you can you can see that happening. But there's got to be some fairness to it. I mean, there's got to be. I mean, did you play the same number of games when all this happened? Um, does does one or two games matter for a team that could be in a higher position or out of the playoffs or another team in? Does all that matter? Um, and so, how how do we be most fair? in this and I'm not sure I see that as taking it from where it was halted to going straight into the playoffs I don't know if I see it that way and I I may be able to be convinced that you know that that's the best way to go I'd have to see it you have to sell me on it but um yeah I think having a void there is it's just even if I'm a team that is playoff bound, it still bothers me because there's a void. Uh, maybe I can get over it, D, but um, I, I don't know if I see going directly into the playoffs. I mean, I see some kind of a number, right, that they, they put out there, and you have to kind of work your work yourself back into that particular season, meaning the playoffs. I don't know if you can go right into it and feel the same as you would any other year. So any decision that gets made on this season trickles into the 2021 season also, right? Yeah. I mean, that's to me where this gets really complicated. So if you decide we're not playing that because the timing or whatever, then you kind of can start the hopefully start the 2021 season on time. If you do decide to play and let's say we play in June and we finish in August, are we now into a permanent schedule change? Can you turn around and bring the guys back in October? Like for to start the next season? What's your thoughts on if we did start in June and had to finish in August, are we able or we have now altered the NBA schedule forever? 
Well, and it's not just about that part of the NBA schedule. You know, what do you do with the draft? What do you do with college players wanting to get workouts and, and submitting their names for the draft? What do you do about summer league? So, you know, as far as the list of priorities, I mean, that's that's a much bigger boardroom meeting. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I don't even know, D. It's, I mean, it's it's crazy, it's isn't it? Just crazy to think about what what kind of arrangement could happen, and and if any of it really sounds viable to the players, to the coaches, to the owners um, who are losing money right and left while this is going on. So you know, that's that's a big factor as well, uh, and, and for them, it could be one of the main factors. Hey, we need revenue. Um, what's the best way to get it? Let's start the playoffs and and get everybody in the arenas again or whatever. So, yeah, I don't even know what that looks like, man. You may have a better Well, one idea. of the things that was talked about was this idea that maybe we don't start until December forever and that we don't compete with the NFL at all. We start in December. They're basically in their last parts. College football is done. We run the season into June and we play the playoffs June to August. What's your thoughts on that? You mean forever? Uh, let me understand what, what you're saying. So forget this season. Well, even if let's say we finish we finish this season by playing June when? to August, and then we just make that our make our schedule that forever. That now all of a sudden uh, the NBA starts in December and ends in August, and now we're no longer competing against the NFL. Well. Uh, you, you're a better numbers guy than me. Is, is does that generate enough profit for team, or generate enough income for teams? Or you know, the, I, I think that will end up being the bottom line on the business side. Oh, oh you think so? You think? <laughs> I think you're right as always on that one. Uh, here's the, <laughs> here's the question. And I, I brought this up this last week on locked on NBA. We, th- there's a question that's not answered out there, which is would TV ratings be less in July and August? Cause it's summer. That's what we always used to believe. That was always the theory mm-hmm. behind everything. Is it, you know, it's why like parks and rec or Brooklyn nine, nine, or one of these great shows doesn't put out new episodes during that period of time because right. they don't believe there's an audience. So if, if that's true, then that answers your question. But I don't know with the way that viewing things has changed, whether we know that to be true anymore. And so if well, we can get games off by June or July this year, or June this year, we actually might be able to get some data points to learn whether that's true or not. And that in itself might be important. I think you're right. But I think I'm not sure it's a great comparison to, you know, a TV series or a popular TV series or something like that. I think you've got your fanatic out there at all times of the year, even when they're on vacation, even when they're sitting out by the pool, they're mobile enough that they watch the game, right? They, you know, it's, it's not about seasonal as much seasonal for them as it is, you know, when's my team playing or, or, you know, when's 
Zion playing tonight. So I, I, I don't think it's the same thing. I think those numbers I, – I would guess that those numbers would still be up there somewhere. I mean, maybe you'll lose some folks here and there, but it's such a global thing now, right, too, that doesn't matter where you are. Um, you know, I can put my dish anywhere on and I can watch it. I can record it or whatever. Um, but I, I, I think, especially after this period that we're trying to get through here with the coronavirus, is that people will be hungry for it, even if it's midsummer. I think people will be really hungry for it. I think that's the best comment of all is the energy and excitement to all get together as, as people again, or maybe we're not together. We're watching the same thing together, I think would have a That's right. a large part of it. He's Thurl Bailey. All right. He's good. We're going to do more with Thurl. We're going to talk happy favorite moments of the season, players, things like that. We continue with big T it is wrapping up a Tuesday edition of locked on jazz. Rejecting the screen is an incredible show. In fact, Thurl, if you have not got rejecting the screen yet, these guys go and do these, what they call going ISO and they find these interesting characters of the NBA and then do interviews with them. And s- some of them are incredible. They did Butch Beard recently. Butch Beard, wow. And Butch Beard told stories about being recruited by Adolph Rupp, and Adolph Rupp's, Butch Beard's mom asks him, Adolph Rupp, can you protect my son with the racial implications of Lexington, Kentucky at the time? And he says, no, I cannot promise you that. So Butch Beard, I believe, goes to Louisville instead. Wow. How's that for crazy? Butch Beard tells an incredible story uh, as well about um, he's watching Kentucky play TCU in the – or Great Western. Sorry, it wasn't TCU at the time. And it's the Af- first all five starter African-American starting lineup versus Kentucky's white starting lineup. And he's a huge Kentucky kid. Like, that's what his dream was. He grew up in, in Hardensburg, Kentucky. And he finds himself rooting for uh, uh, Don Haskins and the, what is it? I'm, Texas Western. Uh, and right. rooting for the Texas Western team instead of Kentucky at that moment. Kind of a... Kind of great, so great stories. These guys, they're not like, you know, when you grab an interview, you often think like, oh, this is going to be, you, you want the marquee guy. They did Brendan Haywood recently. Brendan Haywood played with Vince Carter, like Michael Jordan in Washington. Like he had incredible stories. So this is a great, you, as a basketball guy, you'd love these. It's called Rejecting the Screen with Adam Stanko, Noah Kozlov. So right now, tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Rejecting the Screen. Hi guys, this is Josh Lloyd, host of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. The NBA is back, so that means that fantasy basketball is back in one form or another. We've got daily fantasy, but there's also some fantasy leagues with the resumption of play with these eight regular season games in Orlando, and Locked On Fantasy Basketball is going to have you covered. It's not just for fantasy basketball, though, because we recap all of the games across the NBA, so if you're looking for a broad overview of the action across the league every day, Locked On Fantasy Basketball is the podcast for you.